Capturing the world. This episode was recorded on May 21st, 2022. Hope you enjoy. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is David Carmichael II, and I am back with another great episode of the Caption World Podcast. Um, it's been a long time coming, man, but I'm glad I'm finally able to get him on the podcast. Um, this is family right here, Blood, man. That's my cousin right here. Shout out to DMV. Um, they call him Smooth Don, the smoothest in the DMV. Um, this is my cousin again. He is a rapper from the DMV, man, and um, he's going to be performing at the Caption World Festival this year on June 18th. So, um, you know, I'm glad to finally have him on the podcast, man, and um, introducing Smooth Don. How you doing, cuz? Man, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me, finally. <laughs> right. It, it's been a minute, man. I yeah. know uh, COVID kind of um, ruined some things, and, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, I'm just glad to have you in, in my presence right now, man. So, how you been doing so far, man? man I've been good, man. You know, life has been treating me good. I ain't got no woman. I ain't got no kids. I think, you know, lately it's just trying to figure out how to be an adult, I guess. Just how to balance that time out, you know, like working and making music and stuff and still trying to, like, enjoy life. So that's, like, been my biggest obstacle. But besides that, I mean, I've been good, you know. Can't complain. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So um, let's go ahead and get into it, bro. Uh, so, like you said, you from the DMV. So explain... Explain to the people that don't know what the DMV is, because they think the DMV <laughs> is where we, where I'm at now. All right. Hampton, Virginia. I mean, Hampton, Virginia <laughs> Beach, Norfolk, all that stuff. But explain what the DMV really is, man. Okay, so the DMV, let me put y'all on game. The DMV is basically D.C., Southern Maryland, and Northern Virginia. The DMV is basically like where the metro in that area touches. So, like, the, the metro doesn't touch up there in Baltimore. So... Baltimore is not the DMV. The uh, the metro doesn't come down here and touch Virginia Beach or Richmond. So Richmond or Virginia Beach, that's that's not part of the DMV. It's mainly where the metro touches. So for anybody that get it confused, like Southern Virginia is, is not the DMV. You know what I'm saying? Up there in Maryland, it's, it's not the DMV. It's like, it's, it's, it's very tight and closed in. So No doubt. Well, y'all know for a fact that's what it is because... Yeah, I be hearing people say, like, yeah, you from the DMV. You know, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. Like, I'm three hours away from the DMV. It's like, completely different com- vibe, completely too. Completely different vibe. Like, like you know, go-go music, that's not. We don't rock with that down here. Not <laughs> not that it's – I love go-go music, but that's, we don't play that down here. That's uh, where y'all stay at. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah, man. So, um, but definitely the DMV is a vibe. You know, I, I go out there and try to visit y'all at least once a year. You know, either we go to a game or do something out there in that yep, area. So. Yep. Yeah, it's always a vibe, man. So, um, so my first question is, you know, you family, man. So I know, like, it was one point where you're where it seemed like basketball was your passion, yeah. and then, you know, we found out you, you was rapping. You know what I'm saying? So, kind of explain, like, what exact moment did you know that that was something you wanted to do, like pursue music and do and be a rapper? Um, you know, coming up through high school. Uh, going into my sophomore year, 
um just like playing sports and seeing like how really political it was like high school sports and everything and like just seeing how to like the coaches ran things you know what i'm saying not like any any shade towards the coaches for the school i was playing for but i just seen how like the system it seemed like it was it was more than just playing basketball at that point like um you know that whole student athlete thing and i was just like you know if i gotta go through college and do this and it's just like i just lost a passion for it over time you know like um i want to say like ninth grade year i started on jv then we got a new coach mm-hmm. i want to say yeah ninth grade um i started on jv then 10th grade i played jv again and i like wrote the bench so i was just like this is kind of like pointless like it's it, it just wasn't fun to me anymore and music music was like always a love of mine but um it wasn't really like a reality to me because for one i didn't know at the time you can like use some apple headphones and go on garage band and, and lay down a track you know what i'm saying so right. like that's how i really got introduced to it because um middle school I had like dropped two songs on SoundCloud and everybody hated it. You know, it was like, nigga, this is trash. Like, stay, stick to basketball. <laughs> so, um, yeah, over time, like that that uh that two year gap, that two three year gap where I just like was strictly focused on basketball. Like, all right, that's my calling. I was still writing stuff. Like, I was still like study music and and like listen to how certain artists flow and like how they move and like the pockets that you know what i'm saying that they rap on or like their beats you know what i'm saying i will always study music but since it wasn't a reality because i thought you needed a studio to like go and record a song like a big studio that they you only see on tv like right. the industry studios so i'm like you know what i'm saying i'm not going to one of those so but then you know what i'm saying once my um my man's Marcus put me on. He was like, uh, yeah, shout out to Marcus Stevens. He was like, you know what I'm saying? You can use Apple headphones and then just go on GarageBand, download the beat from YouTube. And, you know, I was like, once I tried that, I had um recorded a song, put it on SoundCloud, and um everybody in school, like, liked it. Like, everybody was like, oh, like, you actually sound different from, like, the DMV sound. You know, for people who don't know what the DMV sound is, it's like it all kind of like sounds the same in a sense. Like everything is is a take. Everything is hype, upbeat. So they was like, yeah, like you actually, you know what I'm saying? You sound different. Like your music has substance. So once I dropped that, you know, it was it was up from there. You know what I'm saying? I went from Don Got Bars to Smooth Don. You know what I'm saying? And that's when, you know, I felt like it fit me. Everybody felt like it fit me. And, you know, I went from there. So. That 10th grade year when I wanted to, um, I didn't want to play basketball for that school anymore. I actually transferred to another high school called Forest Park going into my junior year. But I started taking the music so serious that like I didn't even play for Forest Park. Like I didn't even try out because I was just like, nah, like this is what I want to do full time. So then ever since then, like ever since I took that serious and locked in, like it's been up from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's. That's a hell of a story right there, man. Um, and I was about to ask you about your name too, but you kind of already explained that already. Um, you know, asking you like what other names did you have before you came up with Smooth Don? Um, but yeah, so like I know you explained your style, well, how your friends were saying you don't have like a normal DMV mm-hmm. sound. Um, but kind of touch touch on that a little bit and kind of explain like how do you describe your style of rap? I would say more so lyrical 
and more so of a um I like to I don't like to be put in the box not like saying anything like that like but I want to say like lyrical but also I can get versatile and switch it up and like hold the melody or like try to you know sing a little bit I ain't I ain't Jaquise or like Brent Fayez or nothing like that but mm -hmm. like I feel like I can hold a melody or I can also you know what I'm saying get hype and give you that mainstream song but most of the time I try to get in that lyrical bag that I like the music that really gets me is the bars. You know, I like hearing crazy bars and metaphors and like punchlines that'll make your whole face just like scrunch up and get tight. Like I love hearing that type of stuff. So that's like what really influenced me. And that's what I try to like come up with most of the time is those bars and, and those similes and metaphors. But yeah, that's that's like I would say that's the like the type of lane and and like style that more really fits me you know spitting on those classic samples or like those hard boom bats you know what i'm saying i feel like that's my lane right there but when it come to parties and stuff like i could turn up too like yeah. as an artist i, I rap on any beat right okay so like i know you mentioned like the bars and the the boom bat beats and stuff like that so like um would you say like your older brothers kind of um help helped you to maybe like well, we're looking for like kind of like get you more familiar with that type of style. Oh, definitely. Because I don't know if it's really prevalent these days, as far as that type of style of rap. So definitely, they had me. Um, they had me listening to Jay Z. I want to say, my um, my cousin EJ and my two brothers were like the biggest influences because EJ, you know, around the time he had me listening to like J Cole, Big Sean. But uh, whereas with my brothers, they would have me listen to like Wayne, Hove, Kanye, um, Game, you know what I'm saying? All the like the real spitters, you know what I'm saying? And this is around the time where I'm coming up. I'm an 03 baby. Right. So around the time where I'm coming up, like where I can actually um, actually like take in the music and what these guys are talking about. You know, coming up through like middle school, like I gained a greater appreciation for it. But around the time I'm coming up through middle school, bro, it's like Lil Yachty and like Young Thug. Like those are who's that's who's popping. Right. But, you know, I'm still listening to like the goats. But at the same time, I'm getting a mixture of what's hot out now. Mm. So I feel like, you know, what I'm saying that's that's what influenced me. And, you know, what I'm saying I learned to put all that together. But definitely my brothers is like, you know, what I'm saying every time I roll with them or every time I came like. They would come over. I would go to their house. Like, they would always have some, like, the OGs playing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was never, like, the type of music that people my age listen to. So, you know, I gravitated towards it. You know, and it's, it's timeless music. You know what I'm saying? They make, people like Hov make timeless music, man. Like, classic albums. That's a fact. So, would you say, like, that helped develop, like, your style by listening to those type of people? Definitely. And kind of, like, um, I guess, like, really liking to listen to lyrics? Yeah. You know, when you listen to rap? Definitely. Because if they didn't, if they were listening to, like, what's hot out at the time, and you just, just following the trend of music every time something new drops, I probably would, you know what I'm saying, be making that type of DMV, like, trying to ride a trendy wave type of music. So, you know, it's a big shout out to them. Facts, facts. So, um, let's describe, like, your first time ever recording. Like, I know, I mean, I know you recorded, like, using garage band and stuff like that um but like what was that moment you actually went to an actual studio like how the hell was that so um back to the 
when I was down, got bars coming up that that middle schooler. Um, I want to say I had a beat playing in the background, and I just recorded a voice memo, and was just rapping to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward to high school, um, started using the headphones with GarageBand, and then um, a big, a really like close friend of mine, uh, TJ the artist. Uh, I had class with this guy, um, geometry sophomore year, and um, he was basically like he was another uh a lyrical a lyrical rapper that i would listen to that um you know he was known in the school as that rapper like that lyrical rapper so i would listen to him be like okay like he actually got delivery got flow he got bars like i really loved his substance but we didn't talk at the time so then when we got like better acquainted and i told him i could rap you know he didn't believe me at first because you know everybody rap everybody say they rap so he didn't believe me at first so then i rapped for him on the phone and once he actually seen like i had those bars he was like yo like start taking this serious like you got a gift like don't play around with this like please like i'm i can't be the only lyrical one here so yeah when i uh told him my whole process of recording he's like you know send the send the raw vocals to me send the beat to me i mix it because you know tony at the time he had a mic in the computer and he had a whole setup so he was like, you know what I'm saying? Send me those vocals. You know what I'm saying? I mix it. And then over time, he started coming over. I started recording on his mic. Then over time, I bought like a more expensive mic. I bought a MacBook. You know what I'm saying? So that's when we really started locking in and like taking the recording more serious. And I haven't really went to like a, a industry studio until like, I want to say within the last six months, you know, uh, going to Baltimore. Shouts out to um Top. I've been going to a studio out there. It's called Right Way. But yeah, um, the wild part about it is, you know, my uncles, that's that's also that's also a big inspiration on mine. Um, they have a studio in their basement, Naughty Land Studios, and it's like an actual room with the the mixers and the monitors and the and the glass and the and the microphone in the back and all that. So when I told them like, yo, I want to start taking music serious, like, you know what I'm saying, how can I get in this studio and start recording? And then they was at first, they was just like, you know what I'm saying? We're not going to put you in there if you're not serious about it. Like, are you sure? Like, all right, we going, we going, like, you know what I'm saying? Check your temperature. So I went in there, recorded my first uh, debut mixtape in there. It's called Genesis. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing was recorded from that studio. And then, you know, over time they was working with me. They was like, oh yeah, like you got potential to make it. Like you can really go far with this. Like I actually believe in this, like. It got to a point where they said I would inspire them to like come out of retirement and keep going. Cause you know, they were in like a band. They were in like I don't want to say go go, but they were in a band. Like they were actually in those like places, like um in those in those studios going to New York and, and music videos with Jada Kiss and like yeah. they were actually in those in those rooms with those higher ups that people like that really are solidified in the game that know what they're doing. So right. Them working with me and them giving me game on what's going to work and, you know what I'm saying, what to try and, you know what I'm saying, how to maneuver and how to switch up these flows and how to, you know what I'm saying, how to project your voice on these type of tracks and how to flow on these type of tracks, you know what I'm saying. They really helped me to, like, elevate my game to a whole nother level. I want to say um, they recorded in, 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 his, in his basement in the Naughty Land Studios. We would have sessions from, like, 8 p.m. to like 7 a.m. You know, I'm just saying locked in all night. You know what I'm saying? So, but the thing about it is I felt good when I was there. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I wasn't even tired. Like, I'm like, all right, like this is where I'm supposed to be right now. 
So he, uh, he would call them boot camp sessions. So where we would just lock in the whole night and just record and, and write. You know what I'm saying? And that and that helped me from when I started going to like an industry studio to like know what I want and go in there and execute it. And, you know, not be lost and, and asking the engineer, oh, how, how should I do this? Or like, how how do I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? He, it was, it prepared me to go to a studio and actually know what I want and know what I want to do and how I want to execute it. So by the time I got to an industry studio, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was like clockwork, you know what I'm saying? I already do this. So yeah, that's, that's how that happened. Facts, facts. Okay. Okay. So back to the studio thing. So, um, like, what would you say, what would you say was one of your favorite songs you recorded so far? Mm. Or it can be, it don't got to be one, maybe a couple of them you got in your mind that you think were your favorite. Or maybe like your, your most, the most fun you have recording, like what songs were, were those? Um, it's, it's funny, like a lot of them, a lot of them were uh, songs I recorded at home, like on my mic. Or songs I recorded at like, you know, Tony's crib. Um, a lot of my favorite verses and stuff, those are stuff like those are those are things I recorded like at the crib. I want to say um, one of these songs I did with my man Ace from Texas. He dropped a song on SoundCloud. It was um, I forgot the name of it. It was on the tip of my tongue, but those are one of my favorite verses. Um, one of my uh, songs on food samples. I want to say that uh, I recorded in the studio. One of the songs off of there. Um, it's called Lately I've Been. That's going to be my intro for the tape. You know what I'm saying? I got in my bag with that one. You know, it was a real personal song. Um, yeah. The the whole schemes from the other side, my last mixtape, some of the songs that are on your playlist, like yeah, that, that was, was recorded dope. in-house. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And and Tony just mixed it. So um, if I could if I could give a name, like my my top three. I would say let's talk about it. One of my singles, "Boy in the Shadow," because I got real personal on that one. Yeah, and um, ah, it's it's hard because I really like all my music. Um, yeah, I would say lately I've been, you know, one of the songs off my tape. Yeah, so, yeah, those I say yeah, those are my top three for sure. Okay, facts, facts. So like, when it comes to you. Um, performing right mm -hmm. do you have a a favorite place that you have performed that you thought like the, you know the crowd energy was good and your performance was up to par like what what place was that i would say my first show that i had with um some other artists that are also good friends uh out in vienna it's the the venue's called jam in java mm -hmm. um no my my first show, like we all sold that venue out. So like the energy was just there. The the confidence was there. You know what I'm saying? I had like the I really had the people in tune. You know, I wanna say like it was no other energy like that. But it's it's different because that was like with the group of people. But then um Virginia Tech booked me for one of their venues. Mm -hmm. And like, that was my first, um, they gave me 30 minutes and right. you know what I'm saying? That was my first like actual like headliner. Like that was my first time actually like actually having to perform like and actually like talk to the crowd in between songs and like, right. you know what I'm saying? Not just rap for the whole 30 minutes, like actually take a break, engage and like tell them stories and like, just, you know, just 
ask them uh, different questions. But the time I went to do that out in Virginia Tech, you know what I'm saying? They loved me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Those those white people went crazy. Like it was <laughs> it was literally like a a a, a girl. And I wish Josh would have recorded it. It was a girl like breakdancing in the middle of the floor. Like, yeah. and I've never seen that before. Like, I'm like, yo, put the camera on her. Like, she's the show right now. So, right. yeah, that was, I, I want to say it's between Jam and Java and Virginia Tech at the Milk Parlor. They definitely had the best energy. I would I would definitely go back. That's a fact. Yeah, I've seen the videos from um from both of those places. Um, So, like, when you say you was booked, like, how did that come about? Like, how did they even find you to even want to book you? Um, so I know a rapper that goes there. He's also a, a friend of mine. Um, his name is D-Ray. You know, he goes to Virginia Tech and he was just, I was just like, you know, I didn't go to college. So I'm reaching out to my friends that do go to college. Who do I need to talk to so I can like perform? Like, who do I need to, you know, who do I contact? So then that's when I talked to uh, D-Ray and he was like, all right, like contact this person, contact this person. And um, the people I contacted, they put me in contact with somebody else. So I'm like, you know, what I'm saying, giving the runaround. And um, finally, when I contact the person who got me to show at the milk parlor, they was like, all right, like we could do a 30 minute set for you. How was this date for you? And I was like, you know, what I'm saying lock it in. Good. So I hit them up. They got back to me at a reasonable time. And it was it was like a really easy process, actually. You know, what I'm saying once you just know how to talk to people, you Good to go. Yup, yup. All right, bet, bet. So, um, speaking on your last tape, right, which is a dope tape, um, and you said "Born in Shadows" was one of your most personal songs. Um, I got some of the lyrics right here. It says, "Growing up a boy in the shadows, feeling like I'm still in the shade, even when my even when my skills getting." getting praise even mm-hmm. when I'm killing the game. Right. All right. So kind of explain that song. I feel like, well, I'm going to say how I received the song. It's, it's kind of seems like even when you feel like you doing your best, people still sleeping on you or like, yeah. even before that, you know, in the past, like you feel like you've been, you've been slept on or you in the shadows, like people are not really paying attention to you. So kind of explain that song. And, does that that plays in like to your real life kind of like how you feel yeah, right? definitely i mean coming up through school and like coming up through like those middle and like high school years like i was a chubby kid like i had acne i had a gap you know what i'm saying so like i would always i would always get left out of things and i, I wasn't like bullied or none of that because like i, I could still joan but it's just like slick little comments and stuff that like people would say or like how they would move and i just I would often feel like I'm not cool enough or like I wasn't validated or like, you know what I'm saying? If these certain type of people don't talk to me, then like, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really, I'm really a nobody. And sometimes I would come up and just like, I don't know that I would feel like a nobody and I would just always feel left out in last uh, last place. And you know what I'm saying? It was like dealing with mad rejection, all my homies around me. You know what I'm saying? They pulling bad jumps, like the jumps I'm dreaming about in like middle school and high school. Like, dang, like what I would do to have her and then these niggas getting them with ease. So I'm like, right, right. you know what I'm saying? What am I not doing? Like, am I lame? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just, just petty stuff looking for that type of validation. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when you've come up, when you've come up just like hearing that constantly in your ear and, and people telling you these things, like it kind of 
I don't want to, it kind of gets to you, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I say like that post-traumatic stress from rejection comes with a consequence, you know, like Mm -hmm. even when my skills are getting praised, you know, even when I'm killing the game, even when I'm barring these niggas up, I still feel like, dang, like, is this not good enough? Like, am I not, am I not like, um, am I not getting through to these people? Like, am I, am I like, sometimes I'd be, um. You'll get those thoughts like, dang, like, what if my music just, it's just not what these people want to hear. Like, and like, what if that doesn't solidify me? You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I feel like as an artist, you know, we try not to like, you know, even as a, you know, you as a, as a clothing brand, you know, we try not to like really pay attention to people's opinions, but like, sometimes it just gets through, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where I felt like, even my skills getting praised, even when I'm killing the game, like. Me growing up, that boy in the shadow who was constantly left out, like it, it you know, it still, it still kind of like affects me to where the point where it's like, dang, maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe you know, what I'm saying, it just it's not hitting like it's supposed to right now. Right. Yeah, I feel you, man. Um, yeah, and that's and that's a real personal song. I feel like that's something that a lot of people have been through or still going through right now, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like you mentioned me, like even with myself, I see, I feel like as a business owner, you know, and a lot of stuff that I've been doing in my community and just overall, just you know, trying to get myself out there and by me doing this podcast and try to like um, give other people a platform to, to talk mm-hmm. about what they do. It's like even with that, I feel like people that sleep on people that are doing good, great things, like even people in my area, like even with these artists, like. You know, even with the playlist, I'd be like trying to get people to listen to the playlist. Like y'all are missing out on these great artists. Like I feel like when it comes to music, like we always checking for the people that we listen to. But there's so right. many other artists that you can add to your playlist or add to your rep, you know, repertoire of different people you listen to. Right. And um, yeah, like I guess people look at it as oh they're not like mainstream. That I'm not gonna listen to them. But like, bro, there's so many people doing great things. And I just want everybody to be able to tap in with everybody, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And um, and not just sleep on people, man. I feel like I'm always slept on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I try to, like, my, this is just my personal experience. Like, I try not to, like, complain about people and not everybody not supporting me. I just think, like, maybe I just got to go harder. That's just the way yeah. I look at it. Like, let me, just, let me just go harder, bro. Like, at the end of the day, like, and I don't, I don't want to complain to make people want to support me. Right. Then people not go so definitely not gonna right. support you because they like he complaining. I'm I'm definitely not gonna check him out now because all he doing is complaining about I've, stuff. I've seen that. Before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's like you know I might post stuff on my social media and you know a lot of people might look at it, but a lot of people not responding to it. But you know that's not gonna stop me from doing what I'm doing even with this festival. Like I'm just gonna keep rocking. People gonna see it. People gonna see everybody like you performing. They gonna people gonna see it. And it's going to take people that didn't come or didn't see it to be like, oh, I'm going to catch the next one. That's just how it is for some people. And that's why I like I love about your grind and like your work, because, you know, what I'm saying this isn't something that just happens overnight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you actually built this over the years. And like, um, you know, a lot of people when they see like it's not getting supported how they want or they see like it's not getting the, t- the type of traction they expected, they like quit. Or they like go do something else and they just stop grinding it. You know what I'm saying? Because they think it's they think it's something easy that's just supposed to come to them. That's you know, I'm just saying like as an artist or like 
you know what I'm saying? As a, as a businessman like yourself, you got to understand, like, it's going to take some work to get where you want to go. You know what I'm saying? I, even when you get to where you want to go, you're still going to want to keep going. So, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's important to, like, just to keep grinding it out and to, to keep seeing it through. Because, you know, a lot of people don't get where you go. Like, they don't get as far as you go. I've seen so many people start up clothing brands, but they don't. Once they see they like people really not buying it or people like really not supporting it, they give up. They stop. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you still going like you doing these pop up shops and you actually traveling now, you got a whole festival around it. You know what I'm saying? That came from like keep like you keep going now. Like my question to you is like, have you ever thought like, dang, this isn't where I want to be right now? This isn't like I don't see no progression like. Have you ever had those, because we're all human, have you ever had those, like, negative thoughts, like, dang, like, I don't even want to do this no more? Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, yeah, I have, I have had those thoughts before, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I just feel like in this area, it seems like you just got to already be on to be, like, supported, or you got to, like, just be affi- affiliated with people that that um can help you get to a certain level or whatever. Right. Or they see you already affiliated with a certain person, then they go support you based off that. Right. But if you're just somebody that's that's just coming, that's just from here, don't have any affiliation with people that's already popular, then like they're not gonna really pay attention to you. You know what I'm saying? So. Hundred percent. But um, no, I just try to. I just know I like doing it, and that's what keeps me going. That I like to do it. Like I. I love to do it. I, I love to create. Right. So, like, you're just a person that loves to create. You're just going to do it because you like doing it. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And um, if you don't look at it as, like, especially, like, if you, if you got into whatever you're doing with um, just for the love of it, like, if you started playing basketball because you just love the game. Right. Or you started making music because you just love music. If you just keep that same, that same energy around that, then you always would do it. Right. And if you're not trying to look for like, you know, everybody end goal is for the most part is to get rich, you know, or make enough money to where you can just live off that and not have to work a nine to five anymore. Right. A hundred percent. And that's what a lot of artists, you know, and then music, when they want to come up, when you first hear an artist, you can, they always, the, the main story for the most part is, you know, I came from this and the music helped me to become this person. Now I'm buying this and that. Right. Right. Um, but if you just focus on that end goal, too much without worrying about the process right like the process is very important to get to whatever level you want to get to like you just try to skip the process then it's not going to come naturally if that makes sense you know what i'm saying like you're taking shortcuts to get to a certain level it's not really genuine right you know what i'm saying i feel like and what a lot of people don't realize bro like it's a lonely road trying to get to like you know trying to be successful and trying to get to where you want to get to like it's a lot of nights like you're just up by yourself trying to create like as you know as an artist like people don't understand it's gonna get lonely like you're not always gonna have people around you to like keep pushing you so it's like sometimes you gotta like create your incite your own motivation and like push yourself right you know what i'm saying it's a lot of people that expect that that uh that constant support you know what i'm saying when they don't get it they're like you know what i'm saying what am I even doing this for? Like nobody's supporting me. So right. but like, that's back to what you're saying. Like, if you love it, like you just got to push through those negative thoughts. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, yeah, this is definitely been, it's like, I, 
that's like the biggest thing like people just don't understand like this road gets lonely sometimes like right. you just be by yourself yeah bro but at the end of the day you got to be your biggest fan like yeah that's a fact. you know what i'm saying because like for me like that's why i told myself like if i'm not wearing a piece of my brand every day how can I expect people to want to wear my brand? I'm not even wearing their life, right? 100%. So I told myself every day, like, even if it's just a wristband or something, like, I'm going to have something for my brand on every day. I got to be my own billboard, right? Yeah. And even, um, I mean, you can still relate that to music. Like, you got to be confident in yourself. Like, you can't expect people to, like, want to listen to your music and you're not even confident in what you're putting out. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So, like, it's all about confidence, man. People... People got to see that, and people can see that that you're if you're not confident, like you're not even confident in yourself. Right. So why should I support you? Or even with like just having a business, like you're not putting things in order to where it looks it looks professional. Um, people are not gonna take you serious. So just that's, that's just half of the part of the role right there is getting yourself together. And then if people sleep on you, even if you got yourself together, then you still, you know, well you you can say well people. They're not listening to me. They're not not rocking with me because my stuff ain't together. It might be something else. You know, I gotta find I can, right. whatever else you gotta find to get to that to get to your core audience, right? Yeah. Um, but like even with Capture the World as a brand, I just I still feel confident that I can still reach people if it's not closed. Like that's why I'm doing the festival. I'm trying to like put out there what the meaning of the brand is anyway right capturing the world you know all these artists all these vendors all these people are capturing the world what they're doing even though we just doing it in hampton but you know that's still that still um shows what the meaning of the brand is about right you know what i mean so um yeah man i just always find ways to just try to express my art even with the podcast, like different avenues to kind of not just be closed. Right. But, you know, these things keep me happy, man. Even during the pandemic, like I was recording all the time. Different people like all over the world, bro. Like I did a podcast with Dr. Miami. People didn't believe me. They're like, you did, how you get him? Like, right. like he's really on the podcast. Like y'all can check it out. I forgot what episode it is. It's one of the early episodes, but. Yeah, one dude from like Hong Kong. Yeah, you know I had. Saying, a couple had, episodes ago. Yeah, I had somebody from um Tokyo, like. Somebody from Africa, like, man, like, like, yeah, bro, just networking, bro. Like, I'm good, man. Like, the, the more I network, I network with people, I would end up finding, like, the people I need to, like, take me to that next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, so my next question is um, Gold Peak. That's another song that's on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, is it about, like, a, a, a girl that broke her heart? Is that a real story or you don't got to explain it all the way, but. Um, yeah, it was basically, um. Cause that's one of my, that's a, I like that song too, so. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you like it. Mm-hmm. It's basically about, um, it's about a friend, like a very close friend that, um, over time, like I had caught feelings for, but, um, you know, like that person like didn't really feel the same way. So like, you know to cope but like how i was like dealing with stuff and like from um every now and then you know what i'm saying like i'm not really a smoker so like you know what i'm saying i would drink yeah. you know um to like kind of deal with like how i was feeling thinking that was like gonna fill a void mm-hmm. and um what i would do like my favorite sweet tea my grandma be buying for the crib is golden peak right and that's what i put in my jameson when i be 
you know what I'm saying, when I was like trying to deal with that stress, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like that's how that song came about. And yeah, I um I feel like that was a relatable topic, you know what I'm saying? Like just catching feelings for that one person and then you know I'm just saying like just seeing how that person moves and it it's it just like sucks when you're friends with somebody but you like caught feelings and they don't feel the same way about you. So it's like um you know what I'm saying? I'm I was dealing with that, you know what I'm saying? Hearing you you got to sit back and hear their stories about, you know what I'm saying, their relationships and how they doing and you over here like internally feeling how you feel, you know what I'm saying? You having that battle while they over there like still living their life, you know what I'm saying? So that's how that song came about. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I was sipping on at the time when yeah, I was going through what I was going through cuz you know, I never like coming up I never really had any heartbreaks. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I know I still got like a, a lot of life to live, but I never really had any heartbreaks. Right. I can't truly say like I had a first love. So yeah. like that was like my first love at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I was always around the family. Like, you know what I'm saying? We would talk about everything. She came around the family. So it was just like, that was like, you know what I'm saying? A for a lifer. And when, you know what I'm saying? When that happened, you know what I'm saying? It was like, had me torn you know what i'm saying to a point where i felt like i couldn't like go a day without talking to that person you know what i'm saying so you know it is what it is it happened made a hit out of it so yeah yeah <laughs> hey man that's but that's what makes good music man that's your life experiences and 100 i mean that's just that's the realest music you can make bro like that's your personal life like can't get no better than that yeah. even if it's something that affected you in a negative way you know what i'm saying that's kind of what helps you um you know get that stress out too i know yeah. the, the last guest i had um she was explaining that love of how the stuff she goes through she just puts in her music it's kind of like her own therapy yeah that you know what i'm saying and um it helps you to get your thoughts out definitely you know what i mean music is therapeutic bro yeah i mean mix you know what i'm saying no matter it's always like no matter what mood you in, mood you in it's like the music will help you know what I'm saying? Even like on them drives when I guess you had a long day, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You put some music on, it kind of it kind of makes you feel better. Right. So, I guess that's how I feel about it. That's a fact, bro. Um All right, so you were signed to Mayo Management? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was called at one point? Yeah, Mayo Please Music Group. Cool. Okay, so um how was that? I mean, you know, you don't gotta, gotta really go into super detail, but yeah. how did he end up finding you, and how did that really? How, how did that go for? Um, you? through a family friend. Okay, it's basically family. You know what I'm saying? It's like my cousin. Um, he had heard my music before, and you know what I'm saying. We had um, we had linked up at a New Year's, a New Year's party once, uh, at the family friend's house, mm-hmm. and um. He was there, you know what I'm saying? We chopped it up for a little bit. And then, like, a couple weeks later, he was like, you know, because he was on TV and all that. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get on. So, I'm like, okay, he has those connections. He's like, he's he's in he's in that field. So, I'm he, he had reached out to me. He was like, yo, like, you know, I got a business proposition. Like, I want to manage you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll get a contract ready and everything. And I'm like, all right. Like, this, this nigga sound professional. So, I'm like, all right. Um, let me run it through my parents. Let me run it through my attorney. You know what I'm saying? We, you know what I'm saying? We came to a contract agreement and then, yeah, signed those papers and 
that was that was how that came about. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that did I? Do you think that helped you in a certain way? I think. I think it definitely. Um, I think it definitely helped me in terms of like how to um, how to market myself a little better. You know what I'm saying, and with my content. But um, it also helped me to see, like, you know what I'm saying, how um, how business people, like, um, in the industry, well, not, like, necessarily in the industry, but nah, yeah, in the industry, like, how they can move, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, how a lot of things can sound good, but not really be good, you know right. what I'm saying, you know, not throwing any shade or anything, but I just feel like um, people can tell you a lot of things that they just don't mean but since it sounds good and since they like has the co- like have the confidence that it sounds good and they make you believe it you know what i'm saying it's like that helped me to realize that to not always believe you know what people say and like going in that really opened my eyes you know what i'm saying coming into this um this industry you know that we're in you know it helped me to learn that like People are just are just gonna say things to sound good. Right. You know what I'm saying? You you don't really want to get too caught up on what people say until they actually like do. So that's what helped me to realize, like, all right, like this next management deal or anything, like, you know what I'm saying? If I don't wanna hear words, you know what I'm saying? I wanna see action. So that helped me like open my eyes. But in terms of like in terms of anything else, like I'm still with the uh photographer he put me on with. You know what I'm saying? We still be cooking up all the time. You know what I'm saying? And it just got to a point where, like, you know, everything I was doing, I could do it on my own. So then I felt like, you know what I'm saying? It it was fun while it lasted, but you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of dolo now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, like, what other things would you like to do, I guess, that can help you get to that next level, whatever it is, right? So, like, are you looking for to have a manager again or um, somebody that can put you in the right places to do certain things? Like, what are you looking for at this moment? My biggest thing is, like, trying to learn how to market myself better mm-hmm. and trying to get in those spots to where, like, um, you know what I'm saying, where I can, like, just connect with different people. I, I will admit I, I need to get better with that. You know what I'm saying? And just not um, not really dependent on social media. Like, I know that's a big influence on, like, how people network now. But I, like, since the... Now, I'm not saying the pandemic's over. But since, like, not everything's on lockdown, people are back outside again. Yeah. I want to learn how to, like, maneuver throughout cities and, like, promote myself. You know? Like, how they did, you know what I'm saying? When they go to New York or Atlanta or L.A. and they move to maneuver... Right. You know, I grew up in a, a social media area. I mean, if you would mm-hmm. agree, like me being 19, like from elementary school up until now, like everything is social media. Like people my age, like don't really go outside and, and network. I mean, we go outside and party and all that. But like right. we never really go outside and network and like try to get in those in those rooms with those like people who know people who know people. So like that's my biggest thing is just trying to um i don't think i would do a manager but i would look for a booking agent somebody mm-hmm. who can get me like 
shows to where I can perform in front of people. You know, right. that's my biggest thing because I'm really confident in my in my music. So I just feel like if I perform these songs in front of these people, they're gonna end up liking it. That's and fair. that's just going to get me where, like, I feel like my music is going to be able to network itself alone once the right people get to hear it. So, right. yeah, I would definitely say, like, a booking agent more so than a manager. So how do you, how you, how do you feel about, um, like, performing in colleges more, like, how you did Virginia Tech? Like, what do you think you need to do to, like, get in these different colleges and perform? Definitely, um, definitely, like, talk to more people and, um. No, still like being the um the people I know that go to the college, be in their ear about it. Um, one thing I found out is like DMing the the uh, like the 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 student events director page, like mm-hmm. see who be hosting events there. You know what I'm saying? That helps. Um, yeah, just I think that'll help more if like the more I go down and the more like I just like talk to different people and see who they know. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's all about who you know. So, you know what I'm saying? You ask somebody, all right, who do I have to talk to to perform? They're like, okay, I got his Instagram. Or I know this person. You could talk to him. He be throwing parties or he be throwing events in this little section. You know what I'm saying? You should talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Just That's the plan to really like to just like take over colleges. Like yeah. while I'm at my age, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's 19, 20, 21, 22. It's to just like, you know what I'm saying? The goal, my my plan, like I want to have, um, VCU on lock. I want to have ODU on lock. I want to have Howard on lock, and I want to have NCAT on lock. Virginia Tech, I feel like that's gonna be a lock soon. But like, since those are those are like the schools that are closest to me that, like, I know a select amount of people that go there. So you know right. what I'm saying. No matter where I go, like, I it's one of those where like you got a place to stay if you go to these places. So. That's facts. You know, that's where I want to, like, be with it. Because I feel like you get the college audience, like, you straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you can get, you can build that organic fan base. Because a lot of the things I'm talking about in, in my songs, like, you know, these people are my age. They went through it, too. Like, they're, or they're currently going through it, too. Right. Facts. So, you know what I'm saying? No. That's, that's how I feel about it. You know, I feel like that's how J. Cole kind of, like. I was just about to say that, bro. You know what I'm like. Saying? college networking yeah i think a lot of people especially cole and um i would even i would even say maybe drake might have went to that college circuit in the beginning the early stages like Mm -hmm. especially cole man um i think like that was like a a artist like a lot of college kids like grew up with right Mm -hmm. because he's a college he was a college student himself so it's kind of like they had that was already already a connection right um, but does him being that same age as those college kids he connected with kind of help him get to where he is now? And those right. same kids like me that was listening to him, you know, in my age, you know, we grew up with him. You right. know what I'm saying? And um, that's kind of how you want to, in my opinion, like to build your audience. Like you want to feel like it's a family that you're being raised together. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, especially like to see an artist like, at a certain level in the beginning and see them get to who they are now. It's kind of feel like yeah. you was there. Like I was there. I watched you grow. So you want to feel like your fans are like on the ride with you. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So you want to kind of build that connection that way. And um, I definitely agree, man. Like that college circuit is that I think that will help you a lot, bro. Um, Yeah, most definitely, bro. And any, anything I can do to help you as far as like 
the schools here, like, like I said, I already got like a little connection with HU with the festival. So like, Bruh, I could put a word in there with the marketing team. I can do what I can do. That would be saying? great. Yeah, I, so, I do want to perform at Hampton too. Yeah. Okay. So and they always doing stuff, bro. Like, and I don't. It, and we can if we can get them to um you know come to the festival, man. Definitely, I can try to link you with them. And even if they don't, I'm going to just try to find a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be what's up. I appreciate that. Like, yeah, no doubt, man. Um, So I got a couple of more questions, man. Um, So my next one is, all right, so I guess you can pretty, pretty much say you're independent because you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's like science to a label, a goal of yours, or would you just like to see how it is and then maybe go independent again? Or how, how, what would you think? Um. Signing to a label is, um, I only agree with it if, like, I have creative control. You know what I'm saying? I get it. It's stuff like you have to um, sacrifice when signing to these labels. But, you know what I'm saying? As long, and I know it, it may be hard, you know what I'm saying? But as long as, like, I get creative control and I end up, you know, owning my masters, like, mm. that's a deal that I Very would important. want. That's right. a deal that I would really want. But if not, I don't mind going independent and just having that organic fan base right. you know with with me it's just like i want to make a living off of doing something i love mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right. and not have to go in and work a nine to five like you know if i'm making six figures off of music like you know what i'm saying not even a millionaire I'm if i'm making six figures off of music you know just doing something i love i'm fine with that because right. i still got more my organic fans you know what i'm saying i'm still i'm still in tune with the people so like I don't mind doing that like independently. So I, I wouldn't even be tripping. So I guess to answer your question, like if when it comes to signing with a label, you know, if if it's a good deal and you know what I'm saying the paperwork is straight, then I would definitely do it. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, I thought you like kind of needed a label to be on. Right. So like you know what I'm saying? It's always one of those things where like, all right, if Rock Nation was to reach out to me or like Def Jam or Atlantic, like that would be really nice, but you know, if if the paperwork not good, like I, I wouldn't do it. But you know, like that would be a nice thing. But I feel like now you you kind of don't need a label anymore. I feel like Russ kind of changed yeah. the game with that one. Right, facts. And he talk about that. He talk about that all the time. I know, <laughs> I know the internet make fun of him for some. I don't. I don't understand what's the hate behind him. But I feel like with him because he talks about he he talks about it so much, and then like. It's one of those things where, like, all right, we get it. Like, we heard you the first 80 times. You right. done bragged about it. But, like, I mean, he he did it all by himself. So, like, he can back it up. Like, he can flex like that. I mean, shoot. I mean, his music is good, right? It's it's good. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I was like, I'm, I mean, I heard a couple of songs from him. I'm like, his music is not trash. So, what? Yeah, what's the hate behind him? But, okay, I get it. It's um, the braggadocious. You know people don't like seeing people that's braggadocious about their stuff. Right, facts. Um... All right, so back on the question about, like, labels. So, like, let's say, like, the paperwork is right and it lines up with, like, how you want to do things and you better have creative control. Like, uh, what label would you sign to if all that was right? Like, Um, what would be your ideal situation? Rock Nation. Okay. Because, like I said, this, this goes back to, like, my brothers being a huge influence on, like, my style and, like, what I like, what I wear. Right. And, um... My brother's being a whole fan, like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like that whole paper plane movement, like I I, I mess with it heavy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I be wearing Rock Nation hats like I'm actually signed to Rock Nation. <laughs> like <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? I feel like, yeah, that's that's a place I would definitely if the paperwork was right, I would be like more than welcome to like sign to. I've always had like um this vision of like attending Rock Nation brunch. You know what I'm saying? Just like Facts. just acting like, you know what I'm saying, I'm in those spots, like with those people. And like, um, you know, like even bringing family with me to the like the the functions, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's something mm-hmm. I would always I always like vision. OK. All right. Yeah, that that's cool, man. So like, cause, you know, you got Cole I'm trying to think who else signed a Rock Nation, man. Um, I think Rihanna's affiliated with Rock Nation. Um, yeah, me. Me. Yeah, I forgot about me. Um, trying to think who else. I just feel like Jay Z, like he really, he would sign you, but he'd be like, "Look, you still on your own." Right. Like I feel like that's how J Cole. That's how J Cole is. He still kind of like had to come up on his own, even though he had the Rock Nation co-sign, because he only had like I guess the way like some people look at it. Like I'm trying to think, like um, for example, like some like the Young Money artists, like um. You had the Young Money compilation tape. You had a lot of Wayne features on a lot of artists' right. stuff, and but Jay Z don't really do that. It's like you sign with me, but you might get one feature from me. Like you had, <laughs> like Jay Z had it was Jay Z had that one feature on that first J Cole album. And you yeah. haven't you haven't had a J Cole feature but since. But you know, with with Cole, I feel like he wasn't really tripping off his co-sign. Facts. I feel like he used him like, um, all right, like I'm signing Rock Nation. This is all I wanted. Now mm-hmm. I can like I'm in my lane now like I'm not really tripping off a whole verse like yeah. I could do this on my own I just need it it's one of those things like I got the plan I just need the platform right you what feel Young Thug said yeah. yeah so like it's like yeah I feel like that's what what it was with J Cole and that's why I like that's why I like J Cole so much like mm-hmm. I feel like he didn't use Jay Z as a handout Facts. you know what I'm saying he still like got it on his own and like still putting all the time on his own you know a lot of people that'll like sign to Jay-Z will probably like, you know what I'm saying? Want a whole feature like crazy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And feel like if I get this whole feature, I'm going platinum. That's all I need. But I feel right. like J. Cole wanted to build it all on his own. And you know what I'm saying? Now we got Dreamville. Right, right. So it's like, I feel like he ain't really tripping off of a whole verse. Yeah. And I think that's what, what Jay-Z wanted from those other artists from back in the day. That was on Rockefeller, like just built their own empire. Yeah, like he kind of was like, I think he spoke on that a couple of times before in the past. Like, you know, those guys wanted like more, wanted Jay Z to give them more. Right. Which he was like, you know, I might he might have been on a song with them. Like, I guess he looked at it as like he's an artist too. So like, I can't spend most of my time make sure you good. Like, you on the label with me. Like, you gotta get on your own. Like I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm saying all that to say like Cole was probably one of the first ones I've seen. Um, well, I could say I could say Yay because Yay was asking for that Cole sign from from Jay and uh oh like crazy After Jay I and Dame yeah. 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 But once he got that, then he just took off like he got his Jay features, but he don't he didn't really need that after that point. Like he built his success off of himself still. Right. He like he said he just needed the platform to get to where he needed to get to. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but yeah, so 
definitely, man, you definitely got to like still get on your own. You can't just depend on people all the time. Right. You might need people to get you certain places, but it's still up to you to get to where you want to get to. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I definitely can agree on that aspect. So, um, all right. So do you think, I know you said like lyrical being lyrical is important to you. Like, you know, how you, you know, develop your style. Right. Um, do you think lyrics are still respected in hip hop as a whole? When it comes to like, maybe like just the overall general perception of hip hop nowadays, what do you think about that? I feel like it's starting to revolve. I feel okay. like real rap and like appreciated lyrics is starting to come back. I feel like for for a while now it was like it was lost, but it's it's more artists starting to come out. More and more artists starting to you know what I'm saying get their own organic fan base and um you know become semi mainstream that are like bringing real rap, like making it a wave again, making it like you know, the trend. So I feel like, you know, in the next couple of years, like the bars is, is going to be like more respected again, like how it yeah. was back then. You know what I'm saying. Okay. All right. So, um, if you got like one sentence, uh, a sentence or two, any, any advice to give like somebody wants to start creating music, like what would you say to them? Um, I would say, become disciplined you know what i'm saying a lot of days when you're not motivated to do it just get up yeah. and do it anyway become disciplined and um just trust the process you know it's not a it's not something that's going to happen overnight just be disciplined and trust the process you know what i'm saying as as long as you believe that you're going to make it like you know what i'm saying you're going to you tell yourself you're going to make it you're going to do whatever it takes to yeah. like to get to that point i feel like when you tell yourself and you truly believe i feel like yeah you're gonna definitely you're gonna definitely put in the work to get there so yeah be disciplined and just trust the process okay facts facts um this is my last question but i got a question game for you too okay i kind of copy what nori do on his podcast but i want to i want to know your answers to these questions but i'm gonna ask you one real more question first uh-huh. um and, you know, man, I just like having artists on the platform. I like to talk music with people, and I want to know their opinions about certain things. So. Right. Um, so, yeah, my question is, who has the album of the year, man, uh, for 2022 so far? Who, what do you think? Um, A lot of people are going to disagree with me, but me personally, uh, Push still got it to me. Push a tease album. It's almost dry. I really like... I really like every song on that album. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people still compare it to his last and they say the last was better. And that's cool. But Pusha T still got it to me. Kendrick, I'm still um, I'm still trying to let that album grow on me. Okay. You know, you know, it's it's different. It's like he's getting into a more deeper bag. He's using like kind of a different sound. So like as an artist, I respect that. And I'm just it's just it's not growing on me as fast as his other albums were but i am still giving it a chance so i'm not even gonna like bash it you know what i'm saying i'm still trying to give it a chance that's a that's a good opinion because um yeah i don't don't think you can even compare his album to anybody's that dropped so far this year i don't know because like who else dropped i'm yeah i'm looking at it now i think uh corday dropped gonna drop um dreamville dropped but that's just a mixtape uh 
future pusher than Kendrick as far as people I downloaded on yeah. my stuff. Um, there was another rapper that I like was like um he's in my top five. His name's Ransom. Okay. He's like um he was like neck and neck with pushes because like I really like his music. But um mm-hmm. if it's not push, it's definitely Ransom's. He he's come second place for me. But that's that's just like from my album of the year. Um, right. I'm pretty sure other people are probably either gonna say Future's Jump or Kendrick's Jump so far. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Um, trying to think who else supposed to drop this year. I think they say Travis might drop. Okay. Um, Drake dropped last year, so he probably won't get nothing from him. Kanye dropped twice. Uh, who knows when we get another Cole album? But yeah, I can't agree with you on that. I, yeah, I think that's probably the only album that I can play without skipping those songs. Yeah. Because definitely on that Kendra album, it's a couple of skips for me personally definitely. on that jump. Um, not that it's bad songs, it's just... It, those are not songs I would listen to all the time. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that that Push album, that's something that I, can, I, I feel like I can play all the time on repeat. Like I can listen to the album front to back without... Having to skip a song. I like the production on it, and I just like Push's grimy, like gritty style. Right. Like that aggression. Like it's one of those things, and I and I love about Push that it don't gotta be club music, but it's gonna give you that head bop, like stink face music. Like, right. Just listening to it. So yeah, Pharrell and Kanye definitely did their thing with the production on that. I think that's why I like another reason why I like it so much. The production is crazy. That's a fact. That's a fact, bro. Um, all right, before we get out of here, man, we're going to play this game. Like I said, I kind of copied it from Nori Podcast, but mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to start doing it from here on out, when it come to, especially when it comes to like artists that come up here. Um, so basically how it goes is like I'm going to say two things, and you're just going to pick one. Okay. And it's not like it doesn't relate to anything. It's just what you in your mind – what it relates to you, and then you pick based on that, right? Okay. All right, so the first one is Dreamville or TDE? Dreamville. All right, may I ask why you say um, Dreamville? I'm, I'm like, I'm a fan of everybody in Dreamville. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really a fan of everybody in TDE. You know, I listen to J.I.D., I listen to Boz, you know, Cole, of course, that's my favorite rapper, Ari Lennox. You know what I'm saying? I she I didn't even listen to R and B music like that. Like and it's crazy as an artist until she dropped Shea Butter Baby. Mm. And I was like, all right, mate, this is like a good song. Let me actually start tapping into R and B. So I feel like all everybody in that group, like even Luke, like they kinda like inspire me. You know, T D E, what you got? You got Kendrick, you got Schoolboy Q, J Rock. Ab Soul. Ab Soul, yeah. I SZA. never I never was really like an Ab Soul fan. Mm-hmm. SZA. I, I like her music, but you know, I, I feel like a Dreamville festival would go crazier than the TDE festival. Isaiah Rashad. That's another thing. Like, I don't get how people would like say they like his music before he dropped his last album. He didn't really drop any music. When was the last time he dropped before he dropped his last album? It had to be like seven years. It been that long? He he didn't drop like I know his. When people was like Isaiah Rashad is about to drop, like his last album prior to when people were saying that, like was a minute. I think TDE has a problem with dropping 
consistently for everybody. Yeah. Like, Ab Soul haven't dropped in a minute. Like, Schoolboy haven't dropped since 2019. I'm a, I'm a Schoolboy Q fan. Right. I can say I am. Um, J-Rod haven't dropped since 2018. And mm. Yeah, come to think about it. Kendrick haven't dropped. He just dropped. That was five years ago, right? So, Sister hasn't dropped since he dropped that Control mixtape. What, that was 2017, I think? Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's that might be the problem. Is that might play a part, music. yeah. And like, yeah, I'm just thinking about it now. Like, even like we can we talk about Kendrick, but TDE as a label, like what you know, what are they doing <laughs> over there? Like, <laughs> not trying to like throw no shade, but right. yeah, like I'm just thinking about it as, as we talking. Like they they don't drop none of the artists drop consistently. I don't know why that is. They don't have a lot of artists on the on the label. I don't know. It, it must be. Is you know that goes to show. Like it's. A, I feel like it's an industry thing. Right. It's a lot of like stuff like behind the closed doors. We don't know to like to reasons why they can't drop, mm-hmm. or maybe they like might want to drop, but they want to roll out to it. You right. Know what I'm saying, but the rollout dates keep getting pushed back and tours and stuff like that. So, I mean, I guess you can blame COVID, maybe. But even before that, like yeah, they even before they they're, they're still the fact they're do some new music. Yeah, like, they definitely do. That's crazy. Um, all right, okay. So I like that answer. So. Next one is Rockefeller or Aftermath. You know, Aftermath got Eminem, 50, The Game, got Dre. Rockefeller had, you know, they, got, they had Jay-Z, Kanye, Benny Siegel, Dipset, um, Freeway. This is hard because like, I, I, really, I really like Aftermath. But... I'm I'm like a huge fan, like New York rap, like that that northern rap. That's like a big inspiration on my music. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with Rockefeller. But after I really do like Aftermath, I really do like Aftermath. Like Fifty M Dre, yeah, they carry that. So like I Thanks. and I'm a like a huge fan of them. So yeah, but I'm gonna go with Rockefeller, man. That's a fact. One thing I say I can say about Dre, bro. How do you consistently find people over? You know what I'm saying? Like he, you know, you had the NWA. I guess you can say that was a collaboration with him and right. Easy E, right? But after he branched out on his own, he founded Death Row. Then he had Snoop Dogg, and then that was like an empire, right? Then they they signed Pop, and then that didn't work out. And he started another label. Then he had Aftermath. And who would think he would find somebody like Eminem? Right. And then right after that, find 50 Cent. And then after that, help Kendrick. Was Game in Aftermath? Yeah. G Unit was, was still under Aftermath. Yeah. Jeez, found that's game. crazy. Like, that's a long list of, like, that's a good list of people. I mess with them both. That's, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just adding that to it, though. Like, and that's just me thinking about it, too. Um, but no, Rockefeller definitely had some heavy hitters too, man. Like, like I said, they had Kanye come from that. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if they just never, like, put him on. Right. I mean, I think he still would have got it either way. But who just know? Who knows how it would have, his music would have sounded or would have been even different. Yeah, The Firm. Yeah, man. Mm. Joel Ortiz. That's like Rick Yeah, they had um, Buster. Slaughterhouse, yeah. Slaughterhouse too. Yeah, cause that's under Eminem. Mm, yeah, 
that I mean, I'm, and I'm a huge fan of Slaughterhouse too. Like Joel Ortiz is one of my favorite. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that safety pocket though. Dipset, Jay Z, Kanye. Either answer isn't wrong to me, bro. Yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on. All right, so Jay Z or Nas. Jay Z. I was about to say this ain't the um, this ain't the Nori podcast where you take a shot. Like you just got to answer. Yeah, Jay Z. <laughs> okay, why why would you say that? Um, I would say probably because I'm more familiar with his music. I'm more so um, that's more so what I grew up on. I didn't really go into Nas's discography until like a couple years ago, like my sophomore year in high school. Right. So, you know, I I couldn't really. But I really like Nas's music. Like I really appreciate it. Like Stillmatic and Illmatic are like my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Even the even the music he's dropping now. I feel like the music he's dropping now are better than Jay Z's verses now. Mm-hmm. But the Black album that's in my top five albums. You know what I'm saying? Nas ain't his albums ain't really in my top five. Maybe top ten. But right. You know I would I have to go with Hope because that's what I grew up on. That's what I know more. But Nas is, is definitely. He's definitely up there too. You know what I'm saying? I, I really like his music. All right, respect, respect. Um. All right, what about Cole or Kendrick? Cole. Easy. Okay. Cole. Easy. That was kind of fast. Well, I didn't think. I thought you would have thought about that a little nah, bit. I just, I, <laughs> Kendrick. Kendrick's in my top five too. But it's. Man. You know, the real is back. The veil is back. You feel me? I That's just feel fact. like. I feel, and a lot of people will say Kendrick is better. I feel like, um, for one, they're both very great artists. Okay, like I hate when people try to try to put them in that box, but I just, you know, I appreciate I appreciates Cole's music. You know, what I'm saying more. I feel like he has more bars mm-hmm. and you know more punchlines that just make your face scrunch up. And um, even like listening to the warm up. Or like you know what I'm saying listening to his to his, that's like what really inspires me to make music so like since it's so bar heavy I feel like that's probably why I like it more and um I like his production better than Kendrick's mm-hmm. I just feel like um they're both great artists but for me he does it at a higher caliber yeah but um yeah good kid mad city that's like a that's like might be my number one or two album that's in my top five. That's like a of album. like albums that it's like for me is I ain't even cut you off, but like we got like yeah. for me I got different lists, right? It's albums that I that I like that like it's an album that I can listen that I will listen to mm-hmm. even if it's been like months or years since I listened to it. Like if I'm going through a list of albums, I see that one. I'm gonna play that right now. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's one of my all time favorites, but. It might be albums that I know, like, if I do a different list of what I think is the best all time, that might be a little different based on, like, me really analyzing it and, like, yeah. in that aspect and taking the bias out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a hard album to top. Yeah, that's true. It's very true, bro. Like, and one thing about Kendrick and Cole, I would say, like, to me, I think Cole's a better rapper. Than Kendrick, mm-hmm. some people might disagree, but but I think Kendrick is a more he's more of an artist. If he makes that makes better sense. songs overall. Yeah, he, I think he makes better. 
he can make a better song than Cole. Yeah. But Cole is a better rapper, if that makes sense. Like, when you say the um the punchlines and stuff, I don't really hear that from Kendrick. Right. I like. You hear a lot of delivery. Yeah, like, his delivery is, is good. Um, He's more, artistically, he's better than Cole to me. Because mm-hmm. let's look at his album. Like, there's just so many different types of songs. I don't think a lot of those songs Cole can make, to be honest. Like, um, I don't think Cole can make an album like Kendrick's last album. And mm. I don't I don't even think he will want to. I don't think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That he, I don't want to say he can't. I just think he don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I feel that. Like, I don't think he would want to make an album. Even an album like To Pimp or Butterfly. I think he yeah. can make something similar, but like. I don't think he would do... That's like Kendrick's lane. Yeah, like, I just don't think... To Kendrick. Yeah. Like, take care of that. So, um... Alright, so next one is 90s or 2000s hip-hop? I would say 2000s. Okay, I thought I, you were going to say 90s. Yeah, Because I, I of Jay-Z, like, you know? Yeah, nah, I like... I've been, like, heavy on Ludacris lately. Mm. Um... Yeah, I wish I would have listened to him more growing up, but I've been like really... Ludacris can rap. Ludacris, I think niggas forgot. I love his like aggression. Yeah, like, uh, Luda. I mean, Dipset is like early two thousands too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Fifty. Yeah, Eminem, early Eminem. Game, yeah, early mm-hmm. Eminem. Early game, yep. So yeah, that's like. I like the uh. When when did um. When did UGK drop International Players album? That wasn't late nineties. That was early two thousands, right? Um, that was two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah. So, I definitely, I definitely mess with them more than the nineties. I I appreciate it more, but I don't sleep on the nineties. I mean, that was more so some like. I'm not really big on Big and Pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, I respect their their art. Like, I definitely like their music, but it's not just something like I constantly play. Right. So, and that's more so like they more so ran the '90s. So, I feel like if I was older, like a couple years younger than you, then I'd probably say the '90s. Right. I mean, you can't go wrong with both, man. Like I said, early 2000s was crazy. Like people were selling records like crazy, like Eminem, oh, yeah. then Fifty, like. Even Wayne, bro, like they, that's what I was about to say. Wayne, Wayne too crazy. Like, when did his dedication tapes come out? When does the first dedication come out? That was like a I like that. That was mid two thousands. Okay, yeah, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, like yeah, bro, you can't go wrong. Too. We can't go wrong with either. But even Ti was selling records crazy back then. Like, um, like I said, Ludacris, they was selling records. Like that's back then when streaming wasn't a thing. Like you actually had to buy the albums. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. People was going out there and buying a CD, bro. Like, and CDs is probably like at least ten dollars. You know, the deluxe copy might have been like twelve, thirteen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I can agree with you on that. All right. Um, we got like four more left, and then we will get out of here, man. All right. So, beats or lyrics? Which one did you tap into first when you hear a song? Like, do you be like, "Damn, the beat go crazy," or you be like, "Damn, he's spitting." Like, what do you say first on the song? The beat. Okay. The beat, yeah, cause um, that's like the the first thing you hear before they start rapping. That's facts. Um, and it blows me when like the lyrics are good but the beat is trash. So. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go. I throw you off. Yeah, it, 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 like I feel like they gotta complement each other well. Right. So I would I would definitely say the beat. Okay. Facts. Facts. All right. What about performing versus recording? Which one you like better? Mm, that's tough because I feel like I'm in my element when I'm in both. Mm-hmm. But um, I would I would say performing because you get other people's interaction. Okay. But sometimes it it sometimes I've been I've had those shows. You've been to those shows where like the interaction ain't always on ten. So yeah, that's true. But nah, yeah, I was I would say performing because for the most part it's 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 more fun. You know what I'm saying? You get to interact with different people while you performing it. Yeah, I would think that's more of a rewarding experience too. Yeah. Actually, like you recorded this song and you finally got the song together, and then being able to finally finally uh, perform it and see the crowd's reaction to you know yeah. what I'm saying that's like a rewarding experience I would think you know and um because you don't really know that your your audience's reaction to a song when they listen to it because you don't see them right listening to it yeah but when you go on to perform you see the reaction to the song so I would think that would and be you, like you see them rapping it back to you yeah like then they know the lyrics and all that like yeah I would think that'd be a better experience mm-hmm. Um, all right, Eight Mile or Get Rich or Die Trying, the movie. And what's hilarious, they're literally both like in my top five movies. Mm. It's, it's Stump the Yard, Eight Mile, Get Rich. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm gonna have to go with Get Rich or Die Trying. Get Rich or Die, that's definitely that's the one. Okay, okay, but Eight Mile, that's a classic. That's a fact. Definitely a fact. All right, last one. Albums or mixtapes? Hmm. That's hard. Uh, Because I feel like a lot of mixtapes are better than albums. Hmm. Like, uh, 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 I have to go with a mixtape. Because when I hear a mixtape, like, I'm thinking, all right, you really about to start rapping. Mm, the album, it's more so, like, it's catered to, like, all types of sounds so everybody can listen to it. Like, I agree with you on that. Every time, like, when Dreamville said they was dropping a D-Day mixtape, not the D-Day album, I'm like, oh, they really about to rap. Yeah. Versus, like, when they say they about to drop a compilation album, I'm like, okay, they about to try to, try to cater to everybody. But, um... Yeah. I can agree on the mixtape part as far as I think a label has more control of an album. Yeah. Like a mixtape, you're not selling it. It's just, for the most part, it's free. And you're just doing what you want to do, honestly. Facts. Yeah, like the label has less control over your mixtape and album. You know, they might be like, you need to make a couple of songs that can we that can play on the radio. And right. It can't, be, it can't be super rap heavy. Like, we need some songs that we can, you know, put on the radio and yeah, I feel like the label gonna try to control it, and I think that's why like some people's albums take a long time to get released because they're going back and forth on the creative aspect of the album. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I think with a mixtape, certain people, when you get an album, you know you, what you're gonna get regardless. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, like for certain for other artists, you know, like it might not be exactly how they want it. You can kind of tell when you listen to some people's albums. Like, that's a song they probably didn't want to record, but the label probably made them, like, make a couple of songs like that. Yep. So, 
Yeah, I can agree with you on that. That's why I say, like, when it comes to a label, I, I want to have my own creative control. Like, I don't want you telling me I need to drop this mm-hmm. in order for you to, like, clear my album. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. I feel you on that. Yeah, because, look, man, this has been a great conversation, bro. Like, um, like I said, I'm excited for you to perform at the festival, mm-hmm. man. And, um, you know, I'm just definitely rocking with you in your career, bro. Like, like I said, like anything I can do to help you, like get to where you want to get to, like, you know, I'm down, man. I just like seeing my family doing certain things and, you know, like I just try, I just try to be a vessel to help my family, man. And even people that's not my family, like people I know, like even with the other artists performing, like, right. you know, I really want people to see y'all perform. Like I'd even been sending like the flyer to like the local labels and stuff like who knows? I don't know. They might not never look at it, but you right, never know, yeah. man. So I'm definitely trying to make sure everybody benefits from it. And, um, you know, like I said, definitely rocking with your music, man. I'm just glad that you I appreciate it, doing what, and you really doing it, bro. Like you're not just, you know, you're not like other people that say they're going to drop a song or drop a tape and you still waiting for the tape. I know people that still haven't dropped that tape, still haven't dropped that single, like damn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. let's figure that shit out, man. <laughs> stop telling me you're gonna drop this shit. Let's figure it out. Like, yeah, I'm posting about stop it. Stop complaining. Find, figure out how to do it, man. Right. You know. So that's how I take it. But, but yeah, cause smooth dime, man. It's been a pleasure, bro. Um, shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners, man. Um, you know, definitely gonna try to keep coming with the content. And that's thank y'all for rocking with us. We see y'all on the next episode. Peace. I'm at the top and you rappers couldn't get past the steps. Stop trying to get me to tapping with all you average pets. I don't want to hit not one word of battery and captain breath. The aftermath ain't hard to solve. We can see that you added stress. Speaking on these beats is equivalent to me having sex. The feeling is amazing. With this pen, I get crazy. The words I write gon' give me a picket fence with the daisies. Why you grinding to get rich just to whip a bins for some ladies? See, me and you are not the same. How you finna stop the pain? When you see me and your girl kicking it like a soccer game. Looking at your drive, it's obvious this is not your lane. I make a nigga girl go green like a stone from Dr. Strange. I got a bag off rapping and I cannot complain. Smooth. Your paycheck for two weeks to me is just pocket change. Smooth. You dummy flashing your money soon as you rockin' chains. Mask on and they catch you lacking them niggas cockin' aim. So think before you move, I'm teaching niggas jewels. Rest in peace, they see you on the news for beefing with the smooth. I don't even be in moves. No reason to get messy, I can really keep it cool. But people wanna test me and you think I'm finna lose? That's hilarious, think again. Get about that sunken place if these lyrics ain't sinking in. Get out. Hard to compete when your demons don't wanna see you win. But smooth and blacked out, so you listening to his evil twin. Nigga, this should be a sin. Look at how I treat the pen. Kill a rapper with it, this walk away with an evil grin. Had a chat with the Reaper, he told me it's either me or him. But I ain't dying yet, so I guess we'll see when we meet again. Thursday.